West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 15th of February 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Diane Nolan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West on this beautiful Wednesday evening. And this programme, as you know, is going out live every Wednesday from half past nine until 11 o'clock. Repeated tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, tomorrow is Thursday, it is definitely all day, yeah. Repeated tomorrow from 11.30 until 1. And I'm joined tonight by Tom Ryan, as usual, and also Carmel Ryan from Askeaton and Diane Nolan. You Askeaton as well? Uh, Newcastle West. You're kind of a borderline case, working in Askeaton yeah. and living in Newcastle West. So Askeaton is well represented tonight anyhow, which is a good thing as well. And you had a big meeting down there, ladies, recently about a swimming pool. Now, before I go into that, folks, those people who are tuned in every Wednesday night, and I believe we have a nice lot of loyal followers, listeners, a lot of them are a bit on the silent side, a bit quiet. And some of them give out to me to say, you read too much out of the newspapers. If we didn't read the newspapers, we wouldn't know what's going on. And also that you're too critical, you should be more positive. So we try to be as positive as we can. And you have a lovely swimming pool in Askeaton, ladies, and that's positive. It is. But yes. you had a meeting down there last week to discuss it. Was it the water wasn't hot enough or something? Is that what the meeting was about? Uh, I think the water was very hot <laughs> <laughs> at that particular meeting. Anyway. I, I think it was. And I think um, <laughs> talks are more than likely ongoing at the moment. And I think it would be maybe remiss of us to say too much about it. Joe, it's very unfortunate. Nobody wants to see the swimming pool closed. There is work that has to be done, essential work that has to be done. The cost of running the swimming pool has to be reduced. Um, The essential work will do that because it will make it more, um, I suppose, environmentally friendly and therefore reduce the cost. But there is ongoing talks all the time. And personally, I wouldn't like to get too bogged down at the moment. But here in West Limerick now, we had a swimming pool in Newcastle West. We had a swimming pool in Eskitten. Mm-hmm. And Ratkeel. Sorry, Ratkeel. Yeah. And uh, you had one, or have one, or has one, not too sure now what's the right vocabulary to describe the Eskitten one. Uh, Ratkeel one was very, very big in his day. Obviously, that was a state of the art. It would it, still be. It, it was open. It would still be years state of the art. Thereabouts, and Pet, it went. Pet, 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 it's about fifty years ago. 50. Go back in your box, mate. Yeah, and and the Newcastle West one, where I had young ones going there, myself, and both of them are just gone. You would think as farmers we should be going not back. Was now at the present time, where there was once three swimming pools in West Limerick in that area, now there's no one. Well, I think we have to change our thinking. 
when it comes down to yearly costs and subventions, I don't think any council expects a, a public swimming pool to be making money. Um, I know they certainly don't and carry the three that the council are supporting. And we have to start looking at them as a public service that it's something, you know, that you pay your taxes for. Not everybody will use the Greenway, but yet we will maintain that. Not everybody will use a cycle lane, but we need to put in cycle lanes. Not everyone will use a swimming pool, but it's very important that it's there um, for people to learn to swim, for lifeguard services going forward. Um, it's, it's, you know, an essential amenity. And there's no point getting reductive and bringing it all down to the cost of one facility. It's the benefit to the community that needs to be measured, not the cost of one part of a, a healthy life and living strategy. And there's not much point the County Council having sports officers and healthy living strategies and launches for things like that if they're not going to properly support these type of um, of facilities that we have. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM Broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan. And if you want to text in or call in, this programme is live until 11 o'clock. Text or call in and Jason Smith is waiting for your messages on 0696600 or 87 You can do the ordinary telephone call on 0696600 or text or WhatsApp 87 9800 and my own telephone is working again after two weeks and it is 87 if you want to text in on my own line on 087 I don't mind giving out my phone number there's a thing now about the women you can't give out the phone number and you can't give anyone else's phone number anyway back to the swimming pool Carmen that's a very strong it is, solid point I of view there given by Diane 100% agree with Diane yeah. but I think every Every single aspect of it has to be looked at. Absolutely every single aspect of it. You know that it should probably be looked at maybe three or four years ago. And there is a grant in place now to upgrade it. And there's a promise of more money. And let's make it better and yeah. be positive and let's make it better. And let's make it better to a standard that this won't happen again. But yeah, I think we have to change the narrative for that yes. to happen. Do you know? The whole thing about day-to-day -day costs yeah. and things like yeah. that, that has to, that yeah. kind of thinking has to change. It has. No, I think, yeah. I think the opportunity is there now to make it sustainable into the future. Well, as of tonight or today, what's the position down there on the pool? Is it still open? Oh, the pool is still open. It's still yes. open until mid-March, I think the pool Start is. Start March, it? yeah. And what's yeah. going to happen in mid-March? There's talks of it closing to the public, but it will still be open, I think, to the swimming club to finish out their training schedule, I think. Um, but there's no date for when they're the work to will put start. out the tender, never mind the work actually starting. So... That there's where it there's lies. The there's problem, yeah. Yeah, there's that's, that's where the, the it, it could be closed for many years, so yeah. possibly. It's the, the, availab the availability of somebody with the expertise to do the work, I think, will be the problem. Yeah. I don't even but think it will be contractors. You, why, why, be. Not, why does it not continue as it is? And whatever works they're going to be doing, put out their tender and have tender ready and everything, and the builders in place and ready to move and then close. I would agree with you 100%. I know recently the small pool has had to close an awful lot of the time. Do you know what? The baby pool isn't always open. 
because of problems there. I, I think... Oh, do you mean problems there? The plant room. The, the plant room it, got it flooded needs, in yeah. 2008. The bathroom. The plant room, uh, which basically drives all the, the facilities and the, the energy for the pool. And of course, it needs to be upgraded. But I think that it needs to be project managed a lot better than just closing it and then deciding what happens. It's actually going to have to be much more. I think I'd it has to be rebuilt. Plan. It has to be rebuilt at a higher level. I think over the years, in a lot of situations, places are closed mm-hmm. like that yeah. to look into That's it and uh, seem to fall into the hole while they're looking into the. Yeah. Well, I mean, Askeaton is a regeneration town. And, you know, there's money going in uh, in terms of buying up buildings and, and trying to regenerate certain areas of the town. The jewel of the town, the, the thing that it, no other town in the county yeah. has, is the swimming pool. So there's absolutely no point having regeneration plans no, no, if, no, no, the, no. if the swimming pool is left, uh, not just closed, but left with a question mark over it. So... Uh, it's it's something that you know it, it's not making sense in the overall plan for the town. Yeah, Newcastle West. Uh, there was quite a lot of controversy here in Newcastle West of Newcastle West swimming pool, and a lot of disagreement, shall I say, with divisions as well. It was there, it was working, and then it's gone. Yeah, I know that there was a lot of people uh, at one stage, anything that was an open air pool that they, they tended to be closed. But I lived for a while in Bagnallstown in Carlow just a couple of years ago and they kept their open air pool. Uh, I don't think there's too many of them around no. the country anymore. I think maybe there in Belmullet and um, they, it was used every summer. That was, ex- that was where people flocked to. So have to is there a river in Bagnallstown? There is. There is but they had a pool separate from the river. Mm-hmm. Was that what the politician fell out at the board? Was that Bagnallstown? Not sure now about that. It was a Labour person, I think, at the time. Oh, yeah. Tom, we were talking there about the yes, Keaton swimming pool, and uh, Rat Keel had one camera since it was 50 years ago. It went by the wayside because it, it seemed to be not able to manage it, I think might be a way of describing it. They lost control of, um, of managing it, I suppose and they would have done their best. And in Newcastle West, there was an open pool here at the capital town, the county. That also has gone by the wayside amid controversy. And as I've said about Newcastle West, we had a swimming pool. We used to have Christmas lights. We used to have a St. Patrick's Day parade in this town. Now we don't have any. Tom? Well, Pat, I was uh, listening to the conversation from on, on the swimming pools, swimming pools are an, a very, very important amenity. And for the past recent years now, they've come in for a lot of of, of uh, questioning due to cost factor and uh, maintenance and that, you know, and it's very, very, to me, it's very wrong that, that, that these pools are not financed or not supported like by the local authorities who who should be investing in them full-time. You know, no nonsense, I mean, here. The money that's been spent, I mean, in different areas, like, uh, is by the councils, like, are def- should definitely be uh, compared to the loss of an amenity. A swimming pool, to me, is a brilliant idea that you can train young, that you can, you, first of all, you'll have, a, you'll have a local swimming club, which you have in Eskaton, and, like, they're there, and they're training 
children, they're training adults, and it is a great health issue and it is a safety factor as well. And I'm I'm shocked actually, you know, that these amenities have been left in the city as well. There were two swimming pools and they're gone as well. And uh, but they have money for everything else. We have people that, that are that we represent that represent us that we vote for and send into the council, and they can spend absolutely millions on projects that no one knows nothing about. They're all some of them are directors of these projects, and still in all, they can't find money. They can't find money to finance a simple sporting amenity. That's a, a necessity. And what's, what's the cause of that? I mean, I, I'm shocked at this. But then again, knowing the, the situation and knowing Limerick City and County Council, the way they operate, and now they have a 2030 organisation there. It's a big company, borrowed millions. Now they're forming another company to borrow millions again. And I'd like to ha- have uh, one, of, one of our councillors, especially Jerome here tonight, I, ho- I was hoping he'd be here because I want to ask him about this, because they are appointing actually directors from the council and they're borrowing hundreds of millions. This, co- this county and this country and this city would be broke on projects that are very, very dodgy. And still in all, they can't find a couple of couple of thousand or hundred thousand for to provide and maintain a, a swimming pool that's already there and p- run it right with the lifeguards and the management structure. And no mind this nonsense about we're losing charge people a reasonable fee and to be used. This nonsense about it, well, it's losing money. So nearly every project in the country loses money, especially in the sporting area or the health area. So, I mean, there is a serious issue here, and it's an issue that beyond the swimming pools, but still in all, the swimming pools should be taken care of. Now, you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, broadcasting from Newcastle West, your local community radio station. My name is Pat O'Donovan, and this programme is going out live until 11 o'clock on this Wednesday night, and I'm joined by Carmen Ryan, Diane Nolan, and Tom Ryan, and two Ryans are not related to tell us here in the past. And Tom is after saying they're about more sporting organisations or kind of cash-strapped, I think I, I interpret what he was saying. Uh, yet the GAA this would seem to be getting a huge a lot of money in overturn styles and a huge amount of grant money from the government as well and yet old folks like me who wouldn't be too savvy with these modern phones and whatnot, if we want to go to GMH now we're not allowed to use legal tender and I personally feel it is should not be accepted for one minute. Yeah, uh, it's it's very important, I think, um, not to uh, go cashless. Um, it has been shown that the most vulnerable in society are those that need to use cash. Um, and, you know, there, there's been a number of restaurants, cafes that have also been highlighted on social media uh, with their signs up saying that they don't accept cash. And like once or twice uh, for private businesses, it's something that maybe somebody can go to another service. But if it takes hold and we had this with the closures of the banks, that really what they wanted was everything on people's card. 
and uh, it's really it, it's it's not the way to go in terms of a society uh, if we want businesses local businesses to stay open people need to have cash and maybe a mixture of cash and card in their pocket and want and be able to walk around a town and spend their money you're, you're a lady now Diane you're, you're politically tied up with Sinn Féin I mm-hmm. believe is that true that's true Pat for my sins that's true for her <laughs> sins she said but I, I, I find it a little bit strange that, that nobody apart from talking about it they're actually doing nothing about it. About the cash, the cash the that's cash been bulldozed. Even county councils, I believe, they, they won't take cash. Some of them as well. Yeah, I, I, it's I, down the it line. Is, like yeah. it's been bullied, it, it, bullying it's one all of the, the people, big people issues. Who, yeah. One of the big issues um, that would have been raised around the time with the um, the bank closures and. A lot of these banks at the time had just a couple of months previously um, launched campaigns about women's welfare and um, actually uh, the the red flags around somebody being controlled economically, whether that was elderly people, because it happens a lot with people's pensions and things like that as well. And they were saying that, you know, to go cashless left people in an even more vulnerable position. So these banks were rolling out these strategies and then they went for closing branches. Now they were called up on that and some of the closures were rolled back on. Um, But it is a worrying thing because uh, we can see it more and more um, that there is still a drive to try and get us to that point. Carmel? Yeah, um, I think in all elements there's for and against um, I'm totally against it with the GA for the tickets because I think the person should be able to go up to the gate and pay to go in. On the other hand, we've for years listened about your man in the gate is pocketing it. You know, that it's kind of, it's Mickey Mikey like, you know, um, we're told don't click on links when you get it in your phone. I had an incident at Christmas. I got a thing, a text from Bank of Ireland saying it was fraudulent activity in my account. Click on this link to fix it I didn't click on the link it turned out it was genuine after three days when I couldn't use my card it turned out it was genuine so like what are you supposed to do you know on one hand you're being told ignore all links don't ever click on a link and for enough my husband's card the same week it happened his that you know you're we're gone to the stage we don't know like I like to be able to use money I like to have money in my purse I hate to be dependent on a card that you can lose, that you can forget, you can leave at home. I like to have money in the front of the car for the toll bridge. I like to have money for a trolley. You know, things like that, simple things. And I would hate if I can't use money. I love to know what I'm spending. I hate to just tap the card, tap the card, tap the card, and you add it up and there's 150 euro spent on nothing because you didn't physically take it out of your purse. So like, it's it's... I don't know, as you said, Pat, there's very little being done about it. But I would be certainly at matches. I think you need to be able to go up to the gate. You need to be able to decide at the last minute. You need an elderly person or any person, maybe that doesn't drive next to get someone offers them a lift into the gate grounds. They need to be able to go. You know, they need, and as Diane said, this coercive control. If it's many, a person, let it be male or female, escaped because they were able to stash away a few pounds because they're able to put away physical money. Like, 
on, in the Revolut especially, whoever gave you the card, it comes up in their phone. My grandson was in Barcelona last week with the school and his mother said to me, he's after spending 30 euro on McDonald's. Do you know that straight away once he spent it, she knew. So therefore, if you're in a coercive control relationship and the card you have is connected to someone else's account, they know everything you spend. Do you know that it's, you need to be able to have physical money, I think, for safety. Exactly. So you're never stuck. You were to mismatch the other Saturday night there in Limerick, but leaving the mismatch aside, people, old people who would, many of them as Carmel, would know very much like myself and yourself, spend years washing jerseys, bringing young lads to underage matches when the bigger buyers didn't want to know anything about younger lads was left to these people. I think the Connors and many more around here in West Limerick, a lot, a lot of them, spend their life carting young <coughs> lads over and back and taking them home and collecting them from their houses. And a couple of years ago, the GA deprived them of seeing the matches because they went for the quick kill, giving it to Sky. Mm-hmm. Sky have decided... They've had enough of that. And now another kick in the teeth for those people who give hours and many, many hours and huge amount of time for the GA. Now they can't even go to match if they feel like going, except to have a smartphone or somebody to use it for them. Well, Pat, like, I mean, my opinion of the GA, like, and the management and the running of it, like, has been well-voiced in this this programme, you know, on every aspect of the financial dealings. And the money that the money is that are generating, and uh, the actual, especially the, the I mean the funding from the taxpayer from the exchequer, and I'm I, I, and I'd like to add the FAI and the RFU into that as well. I, I wouldn't believe them in isolation, with with so many demands and so many and so many issues that, like we said about other other amenities that are left left penniless and have to go cap in hand maybe to. Uh, some bit of a, a bit of a fund coming from the lottery or something which are uh, it, it no either. Pat, legal tender is legal tender. I mean, and if you have money which is legal, it's not it's not it's not fraud or it's not fake. I mean, any organisation or shop or business or association should be or let it be let it be public or private should should be have to accept that. And the point about it is, Pat. We want leadership in the government. We want the government to be able to lead and to say, look, we're not going to t- tolerate this. And if necessary, if if laws have to be brought in to change it, and and I don't like to, Pat, for to, for to single out elderly people because everybody, to me, every citizen in the country, that you be young or, or middle-aged or elderly, is entitled to be able to spend money if they want to and if they want a service, if the service is public and if it's there, there should be, I mean, money there, their cash should be accepted. And more about it, there should be no ifs or buts about this, Pat. And to add a patent, maybe to go on a bit, you see again, the carry on and, and the secrecy that's going on at the moment. The, 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 we're told that the public, if you don't mind, owned AIB. They own them because they bail them all out, all these, uh, all these organisations. But now... The government are pulling back and they're selling their off their, They want to get down their, their shares in the bank. Why do they want to get them down? To enable the directors of the bank and the CEOs to get to stop the ceiling on their salaries. 
So therefore, they can go up into the millions again to rob people and black out people like they've done before, Pat. And this is on the way. So you're talking about you're lacking leadership, you have nobody in the doll, you have nobody in the doll to stand up and discuss this, only, only like it's left out there. To, and the trend appears to be cashless society. We want all automation now, no more about it. And well, when we discussed that some few weeks back, Tom, Shirley O'Regan, one of our <coughs> people here, sent in the situation of where you go into the shop with cash, or you go into the shop and use <coughs> a card. That guy goes using the card, and every time you use the card, you lose 3% approximately each time. So with so many transactions, your 50 euros by using a card would actually be uh, disappear in due course. Yeah, well, whatever about going to retail services, uh, trying to access any kind of government service. If you're, um, if you're paying for your NCT, if you're paying for a passport, um, any of those kind of services, the easiest and fastest way to do it is through the card and online. And anybody who's not, um, not using their card or not able to get online, they're at a complete disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And this is. These are all government public services. So there's not much point them telling private businesses and uh, banks and saying this up to the, the banking regulator and, uh, and things like that um, when their own services are putting people at a disadvantage who want to use cash. I, sorry, I, I would think one of the big, big disadvantages here is lack of privacy. If you have any sort of a disability, or you're elderly and you cannot manage a smartphone. Your hands may not be agile enough to manage a smartphone. Um, everything is supposed to be on your smartphone. But um, if you can't manage one, if you can't swipe, if you haven't the agility to swipe, but you can manage a button phone perfectly, you're at a loss. You can't manage your banking. So therefore, you have to give your passwords to somebody else because you have to go in and swipe on another device if you're putting through, if you're paying for something on Amazon, you have to go on and Which swipe is, it to your bank. Some of the ads, Carmel, are actually telling you you should contact somebody who will be able to do it for you. Yes. And farmers, again, with farm farms, and that I've heard it said there as well, but some of those advisors, that if, if you're not able to do it, then go to your neighbour or somebody or somebody will do it but for like, you. But it's not fair. Your regard for the privacy of the, the, it's, the person it's not involved in those documentation. Yeah. You know, that yeah. somebody... Is, and th- these are young people that may not be agile enough, may not yes, have the ability yeah, to do it. You're talking about people in <coughs> residential <coughs> care. You're talking about people in nursing homes. That all of a sudden, the one thing that they always did themselves is gone. And they can no longer manage their own finances. Even though they're mentally able to do it, their physical ability Tom, is stopping them. where is the vice that should be crying stop? You refer to the politicians in the doll. Now, they're there, and including Sinn Féin as well. I don't know why some of those say... The law is the law. These people are entitled to use cash, therefore insist that it should be kept there. Well, Pat, the actual power now, and, uh, you know, and we've been, we've discussed it here, and of the TD in the doll, the ordinary individual that's going up there, I follow the doll a lot. I follow the, the debates in the doll. I follow the actual questioning and the committees. Like, I find it, I find there are absolutely brilliant people in the doll. Absolutely 
genuine very but they have no say Pat. This is controlled by a cabinet and it's controlled by a government and controlled by a civil service. And they they make the they make the actual they make and they maintain the rules. And they can make them up as they go along. We saw what we saw. Even that we know we can we can't trust even our attorney general. We can't even. They're not depend. These people are working for some society, but it's not. They're not working for the citizens. And if you have a situation where our TDs go up to the doll, we saw last week where we had our local TD here, he was lambasted by ministers over asking a question about Limerick Regional Hospital CEO. And just before we go to a net break on that match in Innes, it was in, in Limerick, it was beautiful lights. Again, we've often referred to it here. National Anthem played off an old squeaky, scrapey tape and we had Fermanagh and Limerick footballer recently and it didn't even work on that day for the National Anthem last Saturday night. Why they don't? We have plenty of singers in the GA. We have score in Juvenile and we have score for seniors. Why they don't get them and pay a few, some little bit of money to a band and play it to entertain? All you get is this... This record that they play, which is fairly worn, and for people understand, uh, who weren't lucky enough to be sitting up in the stand in the VIP where Tom Ryan was sitting, but if you were over in the cold on the other side, even though it was a beautiful evening, you couldn't actually hear what was being the announcements. Couldn't hear the announcements. And there were some young people beside me. There was a lot of problems, Pat, a lot of complaints over last yeah, afternoon. They couldn't hear First me. First of all, the biggest complaint was the match itself and, uh, and Clare's attitude to the match. And that was a disgrace. And we have a lot of Clare listeners. And I'm sure that I'm sure now they deserve more than what it's they got. 10 o'clock, he says he's rolling. Yeah. Well, we'll come back about that. Uh, but, but my place of. Uh, and I'd break back yeah. to shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 15th of February 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Diane Nolan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie Welcome back, folks. We'll now go have a song. This is the 102nd anniversary of the Lonely Woods of Upton, and it is about Johnny Donegan, I believe. So enjoy. Due to podcast regulations, we are unable to play that song on this podcast. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
Welcome back, listeners. Sorry for that bit of a pause there. You can always expect a bit of a pause around 10 o'clock when Carmel Ryan is in as a guest on the night because she brings those beautiful sweet cakes and candy and buns. So we decided to have a little snack. And, of course, Jess nearly came through the window, bang, and I thought, I, I thought it was an airplane was landing out there to tell us to get back behind the microphone. So that, of course, was the late, great Johnny Donegan. Now, Tom, you had a few more quickie words to say, and you can keep it short about the match last Saturday night. Some people wanted to talk to you, and we'll be positive anyway, Tom. Well, Give me well, the positive well, Pat, I, I I've been listening to a good few people since. And uh, they're absolutely uh, outraged by the by what Claire by the show that Claire put on. You know, I, I mean, Limerick were absolutely they, they, they were unchallenged last Saturday night. An exhibition, and uh, and uh, you know, they showed they showed that their their expertise and their professionalism and their their training and their coaching and their you, you know, I mean, absolutely brilliant. You know, and um, Claire came in like. And you know, I said it must be a serious question marked over what what their attitude was at the match. They were poor. Their handling was very was very bad. They must be in very heavy training, and it showed that they had no interest in the match, which is an absolute disgrace. And and not alone that part, but this league is turning out to be a farce as well. Because I and and not alone, I mean, what 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 I noticed about it now the other night was, and. At half time, we say like, and this is the I think this is the second or third time this has happened now. The the clear team were left to their own device inside the dressing room to for to discuss tactics, and you had Brian Lohan outside up against the wall of the of the actual dressing room itself in the tunnel with his with his backroom team, and I don't know if they what all these backroom teams are about if they're going to say. That uh, that if they're going to leave it up to the players themselves to start the, to start things out at half time because you won't see John Kiley or you won't see him in Park and Eric lean up in the wall or say they'll be inside the dressing room and they'll be listened to and uh, and that's the difference that they, and whereas they're all trying to try, trying to emulate Limerick and take them off and do what they're doing they want to be really taking note of what Limerick are doing. It was strange, all right, that the selectors and declared team including the manager never went into the dressing room that was pointed out to me now I hadn't realised that on the night that they let the players inside and talk among themselves and come out again and well it shows the nonsense Pat that's going on now and this mm. is how the sport has gone out of this you had David Fitzgerald as well we say like down in uh, they were playing who are, who are they Leash. playing Leash. and he had a man behind the goals it had to be removed by I think it was five or six of the uh, stewards he had telling the goalkeeper like where to poke the ball and when to poke it and do go short go long I mean is you see these these gurus like have hurling absolutely destroyed and as long as the people are fools enough to pay 20 euros to go in to see this this I mean business well then it'll carry on and it's an absolute I mean sport has gone out of it the league is only a joke they're taking I mean they're, none of them are taking it serious they're all talking about April and the championship and the whole lot and the GA now Pat has an awful lot and on top of that Pat what's happening now as well the referees now come in for a lot of criticism because you see they're they're back again out to the same thing the throwing of the ball the high tackles the swarm tackle all this nonsense and uh, uh, that's going on and now the referees have been blamed for that whereas the it's all tactics and it's being coached by these coaches that are now supposed to be coaching Tom I was looking in over the wire but in those days back in the 60s 
and 70s, 60s. And Carmel will be, I don't know about you and the GA, Diana, you're a GA woman. Uh, not hugely, but not I hugely. will follow. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. As the same man marked man, and you know who was the best player and so forth. And you see, it's been contested. Half the time now, we see fellas standing, there's nobody marking anyone at all. In the total scale, you had beautiful ground striking. You had overhead pulls, overhead DJ Carey, brilliant at the overhead pull, brilliant. All that skill has been done away with. Well, you see, Pat, the, I mean, the modern, the, the, this, what they call the modern game that has been invented by the gurus now who are making fortunes and money, like in the cottage industry and um, have hurling. Like, I've been talking now last week alone to three or four inter-county players that w- won't go to matches anymore. I met. I I was talking on Monday, and d- d- my whole week this week now we nearly talking about Holland, and I'm up to my with with Cowes Cavan and Slurry and everything going on. But I I I Slurry anyway. And the Cowes. Yes, well, that's the thing about it. Like Pat, there's a lot of issues now. But I was talking to a Tipperary All Ireland medal holder, a very very good holder from Clonalty, Rasmore. And he, he, he uh, there was actually a, fr- a friend of his from uh, a small Jonah B club asked him to, would he give him a hand uh, to train for, to get the team ready? A Jonah B in Tipperary, no, like. And he said he would. And reluctantly, like, he went down anyway to train him. And uh, when he did, he was, uh, you know, he, he, he was one of the greats of Tipperary Holly. And uh, so he he got he was he, he nine or ten turned up anyway, and uh, he went him to arrange a match anyway from, and he got he, he got told by actually a cousin of mine that who was over the team there that he wouldn't want any more because his methods weren't modern enough for him. <laughs> so that'll tell you what's going on. What do you think, Carmel? Now of, of the the way it's this today, as as we spoke there earlier, Pat sometimes the fun is gone like yeah. do you know and there was an awful lot of fun to be had with youngsters poking the ball and let them develop it, their skill and develop their own style but you don't see as much now of a young fella des- developing a style or a girl it's kind of um, a textbook style that's being developed isn't it do you know like right Limerick are exceptional at the moment but you can't copy another team you have to develop what you have Correct, Jim Cameron. You know, you have to, the, you have to pick yeah. the strengths yeah. in, the, in your own team and you have to pick the weaknesses in your own team and try and develop those to the best of their potential. Now, we leave the GA there. What does the panel think of the new Citizens' Assembly on the legislation of drugs regards James Holmes at tea? Yeah, we I'll seem look. to have a Citizens' Assembly for every kind of a Tom, Dick and Harry to avoid uh, the people in elected people taking the responsibility to seem to well, blame it on the Citizens' Assembly. Is that I think like a lot of the Citizens' Assemblies have led forward out beyond what was happening uh, in terms of social issues in the Dáil. So I don't think it's a, it's a bad thing. And... Um, uh, we've spoke many times in the programme here that the, the war on drugs and uh, not treating it uh, as a health problem um, and that it's that the war on drugs has not been won uh, and certainly we need a, we need a complete change of, of view. We need to um, 
you know, we need to work with people who are addicted, who find themselves in terrible situations and are blacklisted into into crime and into criminality because of that. Uh, we have to we have to stop that kind of exclusion and go forward. And I think a citizens assembly is probably the, a good starting point for it. I would be supportive of it. I think, like um, Diane said, you know, we need we need something. What's there isn't working. You know, and it's drugs seem to have infiltrated every level of society. It's no longer slum areas. It's every area. There's drugs. And you look at youngsters now and you say, I wonder, is he, I wonder, is she, is he, you know, and you just don't know. And we're being led to believe it's OK not to know, you know, that the higher in a, the higher levels of society are as dependent on drugs as other areas. So, like, something has to be done. And I think at least it'll be explored, it'll be discussed, and hopefully something will come of it. Well, I oppose Citizens' Assembly completely. I, I, I actually apart them, actually, to be honest about it, because we have a Citizens' Assembly and we elect them in Dalairn. And when I hear, like, at that assembly, we say they're meeting and they're bringing in experts from all over the world to, to, for to talk to them and advise them. And when I sit at home, and as I said early on in the programme, I, I, I listen and I look at, at the doll and how useless uh, uh, it, it, it is becoming and how how helpless our elected people are in the doll. And I mean backbenchers, I mean people that, 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 that are very talented, the, that's where this, the assembly should be, should be. Our Senate and our Dáil are where we elect and send people to to make and to govern and to give us the actual direction to go in. Like a citizens' assembly has no power. It's like the tri- it's like the tribunals. It's like these where we you know they had no power. All they were doing was exposing things, but there was nothing ever happened. We have the last week and we have the the. SIPO, another useless body as well, who have no power. And we're, 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 we're the people that, that designed these in the government are, were very clever people. Because why, Pat? You do your hand away, Pat, now. Uh, I'll, why that these people were copping, copped out and they got these bodies to front, to front issues that have no power. They, the, the tribunals had no power. They had no power of sanction. Citizens' Assembly have no power of sanction. Our, people, our, our Assembly and our Citizens' Assembly it should be dull-earned and the people we elect there to go up and debate here. We look at empty chambers every night. Two people, one people, one question, and one backbencher asking a minister a question and nobody else there. That's where the Citizens' Assembly should be. We'll hold that there, folks. We'll come back to that after the outbreak and it's approximately 20 past 10. And if you want to text in or call in, folks, 0696 and 087-166-9800. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 15th of February 2023 from 9.30 to 11 p.m. 
Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Diane Nolan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie I'm going on now to Diane on the same question. And well, I think that darling. My question is okay. that you have Fine Gael, Fine Varsha, all these parties, and as Tom would be pointly, rightly pointing out, these people are elected, but I say that they're silenced because they have to follow the party whip. So they haven't freedom of speech anymore. And that's not a good situation. I don't think it's even the whip system that's the problem. I think that we have a doll there, doll Aaron, and it's very much winner takes it all. So whatever comes together after an election, there was a time there where it looked like committees was where the work would be done, which are cross-party committees. And, um, you know, the, the... that's where people get in and, and the Public Accounts Committee is quite famous for a lot of its questioning and things like that. And people like to see it and people work across party. But as soon as they go into a chamber and are voting, we often see a bill being proposed by uh, an opposition party. It's rejected. Parts of that then will make its way into a bill uh, by the government and that will be uh, try to be amended and will uh, go to a vote as well because of amendments not being accepted and there seems to be a complete um, kind of breakdown between what happens at committee and what happens when they go into the chamber and I think that's why um, you know you have this kind of lack of cohesion lack of lack of power uh, for an awful lot of TDs including backbenchers it's whoever's in the inner circle and that's that's it and yeah, that it, inner it, circle is even smaller i think sometimes than what we look at as a cabinet there's an inner circle within within even the cabinet and that's that's a very worrying trend Carmen, it doesn't look to be a healthy setup no to be honest about it. It doesn't. And sometimes, you know, it's not always the good that comes through, you know, that you'll think, God, that's great. Mm-hmm. And if that should really happen, yeah. but it doesn't always get there. And it's so frustrating. Do you know, it's just an awful lot of work goes into the preparation of everything, no matter what party you are. There's a huge amount of work, a huge amount of research, a huge amount of preparation. And just because you're, as Diane said, the inner circle, it won't get off the ground like you know, and that's the sad part. Do you want a quick comment on that, Tom, before we go of away course, from it? I mean, I agree with that 100%. I, I, as I said earlier, I, look, I, I watch uh, the committees, I watch the actual doll debates very closely and follow them very closely. The committees have no, they have no sanction either. Mm-hmm. They can expose, you see, when any, any committee <coughs> or any group that hasn't power of sanction, to me, is only, you're only airing issues. You're, you're not these people can come in and they can and they have the authority to call them in before them ask them the questions and put them through the I mean the ring but they have no sanction they can't they, they can't spew all, 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 all the like but 
Rather, as well as that, Pat, now, you can take that as well, that whole sanction, that whole democracy. I mean, democracy is a, is a word that's prostituted a lot, to be honest about it, to me, because you have very little democracy at work, even in, 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 in our great democracies that we're talking about. I mean, freedom, the, the actual, the, 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 the protection of, and the protection of the citizen is, our, is the core of democracy. But, Pat, you can take that from the dial, you can bring it into the local council, Pat. We spoke about it already here tonight. And we spoke about, about local issues. And we talk about now, and we look at the leader, or look at one day, the, 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 the local editions during the week, and we see what they're going all over the world to promote Limerick. Well, the crowd are sending all over the world to promote Limerick, Pat. We'll come to that later yeah, on. I hope we will, Pat. Now, Dave in the Shed and Palace Kenway. Dave, it's 10 degrees here in Newcastle West, so I hope you're not too cold in the shed in Palace Kenway. And he says it's a disgrace that the GA don't waive the entrance fee for the Katie Taylor homecoming match, which is being held at Croke Park. It's been, where has it been held nowadays? It's been held the somewhere arena, since then. I think that was yeah. The arena, yeah. She's a boxer. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well aware of that, Fine. yeah. I, I mean, look, it, it kind of... It, it goes into crazy territory because you're kind of going right. So if she could sing "Friends in Low Places," she could get five nights <coughs> there. But uh, as a homecoming boxer, it seemed you know it just seemed that there was no um, there was no mediation. There was there was no coming together to sort out an issue. Yeah, I, I think the same. I think the promoter anyway waved himself and assumed he'd get it. Like in all fairness, you can have nothing without security. Nothing without security, <coughs> and you or would have to have Campbell. it. What? Or drink. Or drink. Well, I'll tell you, I went to the first soccer match to be played in Croke Park just for the experience of being there. And we're all used to our GA matches, and there's a certain amount of comfort, you know, because we know, we know you'll always meet someone you know at the All Ireland, even. But you're talking about different people. Totally, it's not people you meet every day. And now it was lovely and it was great, but it was different. And again, you're going to have a different crowd following the boxing. And there's nothing wrong with them. They all have their own. How do you mean different? Do you it's mean just different? that I, it's, I think, right, I think Rock Park is the GA grounds. Yeah, but. And I know, I know it's hired out for concerts. It's hired out in big money. And that big money, Pat, will, bits of it will filter down to the ordinary club. But all, they're all Irish citizens for the most oh, part. Everyone, everyone's an Irish citizen. So no, no, no. what is different that you think about no, the soccer followers if, and the GA followers? Yes, they're all, everyone has their own way of following, right? That's the GA grounds and fill it for the, the All-Ireland. I still don't fill understand you, what is different about the fill soccer and the GA that you, you felt. It's a different, different atmosphere. It's a totally different atmosphere. In what way? Nothing wrong with the atmosphere, but it's totally different. Absolutely. It's, it'd be like going to a rock concert and <coughs> going to Bison. Yeah. It's totally different. I was never at either. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is it. Do you know, it's nothing wrong with any of them. Absolutely nothing wrong with them. Yeah. But the first thing you'll do, if you want to bring something to Croke Park, you'll talk. If you want to bring something to the Gaelic grounds, you'll enter talks. Yeah. And I, if you're told there's a security aspect You'll make sure it's... I thought dangerous. you were going to say there that there was a lot more drink at the soccer no. following than the GA one. Not I thought that's what you were going to say. No. No, 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 no. No, it's a totally different atmosphere. Yeah. Totally different. 
Well, they have chants and different things in the soccer, and it's a, diff- it's a different yeah. sound anyway, yeah. Do you know, it's absolutely, sound, yeah. totally different before, yeah. during, and after it was right, totally Tom. different. Bell is out there, Tom. Well, I'm not a boxing fan, and, and, and uh, I'm, I abhor women boxing, number one. <laughs> and uh, as regards the actual... Uh, this it's not lady uh, like you think, Tom. Well, to me, it's brutality, you know, like, and, 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 and I, I, when I see women beating his one other like, you know, and... Getting, getting hundreds of thousands of well, I said, I'm not a fan really, uh, but I said it's been handled badly between uh, the whole the, the whole affair, Crow Park, of course, uh, a, a huge commercial uh, operation, and uh, they're they, they have their you know I don't know anything about Crow Park. I think as how they operate or how they what the, what the protocols are for renting out Crow Park. And uh, I'm not against, I would be for renting out the, the pitch and the facilities there for all activities, really. <coughs> that it be soccer, rugby, or, or, you know, American football, or rugby, I have no problem. Or, or even or even boxing. But definitely, like, there, there's, there's some breakdown here. And I think the, the one aspect that I, I'm a bit worried about is that this has been brought down to a kind of a cost of security, you know, why this has been so, the, the, the amount of money they're talking about is enormous. The, 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 the boxing, like, I mean, Katie Taylor's management will not pay the actual security because it's supposed to be, it's been highlighted. Why? Why do you need all that? To, that wicked security is going to cost millions. I'm not sure. So I, I really and truly don't care if Katie Taylor Never fight for a patron, worry me. Right. Now, uh, the next item on my agenda <coughs> is the World Tour. It takes place at this time of year, every year. And it's a little, hopefully they'll all go and return safely. Anyhow, those people who St. Patrick's Day. And... The great government getaway, this is taken from today's independent, Irish independent, 33 senior junior minister plus the attorney general, Cian Corlick, this is like St. Patrick's Day itself indeed, this is an annual event here with us every year also, calling them out. They will be jetting off to overseas locations for this year's St. Patrick's Day below are the locations they will be visiting and I found it amusing today when I was looking at this, Minister Eamon Ryan, the man who cycles I believe to the doll. He's going to Singapore and China, so there'll be some pollution in that trip. Uh, Michal Martin is going to New York and Boston. Taoiseach Leo Varadkar is going to Washington. Uh, Social Protection Minister Heather Humphries is going to London and, and England. Uh, some confusion in that one. Minister of State Derek Kelleri is going to Paris, Strasbourg and Lyon. And Jennifer Carroll McNeil is going to Edinburgh, Cardiff and Liverpool. Minister of State Ocean Smith is going to Belgium, the Netherlands. Pascal Donahoe is going to Frankfurt, Cologne and Berlin. Uh, Minister of State Joe O'Brien is going to Poland. Minister of State Malcolm Noon is going to Austria, Slovakia, Czechoslovakia, Czechia and Romania. Minister of State Kieran O'Donnell is going to Croatia and Slovenia. Uh, Peter Burke is going to Italy in the Holy See Minister of State 
Jack Chambers going to Japan. Martin Hayden is going to Korea. Niall Collins is going to Malaysia and Philippines. My namesake is going to Thailand and Indonesia. Agricultural Minister Charlie McGanalog is going to New Zealand. Simon Coven is going to Australia. And Rabbit is going to South Africa. Pippa Hackett is going to Kenya and Tanzania. She's a Green Party, I think. Uh, Roderick O'Gorman is going to India and Bangladesh. Josephine Madigan, Josepha Madigan is going to Qatar and UAE. And Minister Sean Fleming is going to Brazil. Jerry Bottomer is going to Sierra Leone and Liberia. And James Brown is going to Cyprus and Jordan. Shauna Farrell is going to Lebanon. Dara O'Brien is going to Atlanta and Savannah. And Norma Foley is off to Philadelphia in the morning. And Stephen Donnelly is going to Canada. Simon Harris is going to San Francisco and Vancouver. Catherine Martin is going to Los Angeles and San Diego. And Thomas Borden is going to Austin and Dallas. And Hildegard Norton is going to Miami and Mexico. And Russa Fanning, Senior Counsel Attorney General, is going to Argentina and Chile. I think that's most of them, folks. Who could remember that trip now? Well, I have it here in front of me as well. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, yeah. Um, like, there's nine trips to the States between the junior uh, and senior ministers. Uh, you would just wonder. Like, I mean, there was always obviously the, the trip to the White House. But, like, it, it's, it's beyond the pale now at this stage. We're gone to the point, I think, of the emperor's new clothes. Uh, and we can and just see sorry for interrupting. Sorry for interrupting you. And of course, on top of that, which is I don't have a list for Carmen, might have it there. All our county councillors from all the, 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 the twenty-six counties, there'll be a busload of them going off to all different countries. Something similar to what we've been seeing there. So most of them will be accompanied by mm. an entourage. I think is what they call it. Well, like the list that's here, even in terms of ministers and junior ministers, it's it's actually shocking to see it the amount of people that are there under departments or over departments as it's supposed to be. But I think the one that stands out for me even the most, besides the length of the list, is the Attorney General going off to Argentina and Chile. And the Attorney General, while they're there at Cabinet, they're supposed to give advice to the government. And I think, you know, the, the assumption is a kind of an independent legal advice in a way, even though they're appointed by Cabinet. And the fact that attorney generals and the cabinet have become so intertwined is a huge, huge question mark, I think. And like this normalisation of the attorney general going off on his St. Patrick's Day trip as well is just, I, I think it's, it's, it's another step beyond the pale. Some people think it's a good idea, Carmel. Yeah, well, I wouldn't object to all of them going. There is an awful lot going. Mm. I wouldn't object to all of them. I think they do great work when they go out there. Um, I'd be involved in a lot of pages now to do with tourism that I know one specific one is the Love Ireland page <coughs> and the amount of people from all over the world that are interested in Ireland it would just amaze you 
and they all want information. They all want to come here. And I think the more tourism, the more tourists we can get back into this country, the better, because the cost of the car has driven them out. The cost of hotels has driven them out. And we need to attract people back in. You know, so we have point to in sending all those people off to when they can't even hire a car or get, or get a hotel. What's, what's the point? Well, it would have to be addressed. It'll have to be. It'll have to be addressed. But it's not been addressed, and they're all going off on their holidays. But it may be. Do you know if if you go out there and you meet and you find out why they're not coming or why they will come or maybe they'll come next year or like I think in particular, um, oh, what's her name? Well, the problem is here, not out there. Catherine Martin does huge work promoting Ireland. Absolutely huge work promoting Ireland with the Irish genealogy and with the Love Ireland site. Absolutely huge. And we have to. We're only a very small country. Like, St. Patrick's Day is Irish. Are we all supposed to stay at home? And forget about it being celebrated all over the world. It's a huge day of celebration. It's big in any of those places. And you have a wonderful parade in Eskaten usually. We have. And we make the most of it. You haven't won this year, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tom, where are you going, St. Patrick's Day? She's coming to Skeeton. I'll be in Bellino St. Patrick's Day and uh, I'll be in West Limerick hopefully the following Wednesday night like a lot of our politicians that don't come down back in the door. When, when I saw the list of the councillors and where I go and I said they won't come through Castle West even, it's the greatest. It's not rubbish. It's, uh, it, to me, it's really and truly wrong. That's what it is. And Diana has put her has put her finger on the pulse here with the Attorney General. We spoke about him already, Pat. You know, a, 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 like a very, very senior figure, unelected, appointed by by political, and him he going to Argentina and Chile. Two dodgy places enough as regards and where they're going. Someone going to Qatar and we know the I think it's a disgrace, Pat. An absolute disgrace. That's what it is. And a shocking waste of money. And, and you know, in, in a country at the moment where we're listening morning, noon and night to the cost of living, the cost of energy, how badly people are off, and they, all these flying off, they have a deaf table cheek and table neck in my book, you know. I mean, they say, wouldn't they say, look, we stay at home. Things are not good here and a lot of people are badly off and we'll try and help them. We'll give a bit of example. Yes. And the councillors, they have some cheap hat. And, and the officials of Limerick City and County Council, for, to be sending them, you wouldn't send them for a so pint of milk. you wouldn't send them for a pint of milk. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 15th of February 2023 from 9 30 to 11 pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Diane Nolan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. 
Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to Wrestling Make 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West, your local community radio station. And we referred to the banks there a little earlier about the cash and all this thing, and Carmen referred to getting messages on her phone about uh, from the Bank of Ireland, whether they were real or not real. And some of them were, and some of them weren't, I think, is what she said. Yeah. But I got a pile of myself there as I kept posting about the new telephone I got. And when I got it working there the other day, a pile of these Bank of Ireland messages telling me my account needs to be looked at and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, Diane, in this day and age, where there's so much scams and scam messages coming in morning, noon and night into everybody's phones almost, why in the name of the Lord are the banks being part of it? Why would they, they have my telephone number, they have Cameron's telephone number, they have everybody's telephone numbers. If there was something happening, would they not make a telephone call to that person and tell them and stick a letter in the post and we'll have it the following morning? Yeah, I, I got caught the same way as Carmel. I got, um, I have a, a subscription on my computer and it was taken out automatically. I got one of these messages that there's been some activity on your account, never clicked on it, then got rid of the message. And the next day I'm trying to pay for something online. I think my NCT. Yeah. And, um, uh, nothing would happen. Nothing could come out yeah. of the account. So then I had to ring the helpline and say, no, actually, that was yeah. that was yeah. something. It's very it's very confusing. It is, it is. because the yeah. I mean it looked just the same as any other scam message yeah. that I get, um, and I've also had a phone call from my bank uh, after I had gone in and um, met with the bank very very um, soon afterwards, and the person who rang me straight away was looking for my full address and my date of birth, and I said, wait a minute now, you rang me. Yeah, I haven't rang you yeah. for a service and you were looking for this and they were quite put out. I said, I don't have a problem with the service that I had and if I need you, I'll contact yeah. you. I, <laughs> I'll I ring won't. you, don't ring me. But it was very strange. You'd wonder what yeah, that I person was give. thinking. And was that a genuine one? It was. It yeah. was. It turned out that it was. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think you should have to give that information no. because if they have your phone number and they have all your information in front of them, and they ring you. Why would they be asking you for all of this again? I had it about four or five years ago. I refused to give the information. And I really frustrated the guy at the other end of the phone. Mm. And he said, look, at he said, if I give you two bits of what I have here, will you give me one bit? Because <laughs> obviously he had to get the security questions. Mm. But like, it's crazy like that. If you rang me, you have my number and you're supposed to know who it is. And you should have all this information. And we get this service, then have you two minutes yeah. to answer yeah. the server thing. I don't take part in it. I got caught once some years ago. N not caught in the sense of being frauded out of something, but the server they were doing from this, who's going to win the next election, who's voting, what, what, what. Have you got a few minutes? I think I was still talking to someone 15 minutes later, Tom. Yeah. Never again. <laughs> Catch me once. Yeah, well, of course, Pat, that's the new technology. The bank communication there, Tom, and this kind of stuff. <clears throat> I know you're not on the smartphone, you said. Well, Pat, I'm, I'm not on any doors. <laughs> uh, Facebook or, or anything like that. Thank God, I'm only barely able to use my phone, <laughs> make a phone call and take a phone call. And I don't get any messages, I don't get any any 
cheeks on or cheeks off or anything like that. So I have no problem whatsoever, thank God. And I, I don't intend to get involved in any of this, in any of this engineering position or engineering facility, whatever it is, whatever you call it, Pat. Anyway, but it's causing havoc, Pat, and been the whole IT situation and with the iPhones and everything you now, and with kids, I was reading a good bit about it at the weekend, and the amount of uh, the bullying factors and the suicide issues and the big the breakdown of in particularly young people and school going people and bullying and as well. Dying, mm-hmm. Yes, and then and like would would know this and so would Campbell that that, that, that have a, a, you know hands on experience of this and it's gone it's gone out of control now and it's this is a, a monster that can't be it is not the whole mobile phone situation yes. and we have bullying we have suicides which is very Tragic. sad as well and, and, and a lot of them in actual fact quite a lot and we have these people driving around in electric bikes. We could make out a list on electric bikes. They can snap your phone. They can snap your handbag. They can do anything to you. No light front, no light back. And I believe they can do up to 60 kilometers an hour. Well, you know... And I'm no law covering them. No, How long on, on will it take? Coaches, How long does it take? I think is, is, yeah. the, is the one at the moment. They're going around shopping centres and everything. Um, and inside in shops on these e-scooters creating havoc. And like that is the thing every time, you know, it, and it has come up about license plate numbers for bicycles of all sorts, whether they're electric or not. Um, and that I suppose all all road users, no matter what kind of a, a vehicle or a device they're on, um, it, you know, needs to have some kind of, um, I suppose, some kind of recognition Um but getting back to the whole bullying thing in the social media, I think, especially for young people, they've grown up in a society where they can't switch off. Yeah, There's exactly. no coming home from school and throwing your bag down because all of school is there on your smartphone. And um, they haven't, you know, they haven't the skills. I mean, a lot of adults haven't the skills, never mind putting that on children and um, teenagers that are just developing their their views and their boundaries on things that they're constantly on, that there's never a switch off from these things. Uh, Absolutely huge pressure. I feel so sorry for them because I feel as an adult, it's now my choice. I grew up without smartphones and things like that. It's, It's a huge, huge burden and it's something we have to get to grips with. Young children like have smartphones and they've fine modern smartphones and they're growing up six and seven years of age with them. So they can't do without them. When they get Would older. you think um, we'll miss Tom on this particular one because he's not into smartphones? But like you're not supposed to drink, I think, till 16 or is it mm. 16, is it? And I would feel that for those smartphones, I think they should be at least 14, if not 16. There is um, a movement, I think it's in America now, I'm not sure, Mm. where a group in some college have decided that once Friday evening comes, the SIM card is taken out the smartphone and put into an old Nokia. The old Nokias are making a comeback because they don't want to be going out into society where everything is filmed. And there's a whole Mm. groups of people who are not using smartphones. It is a dangerous area that's gone out of control. It is, it is totally. Uh, very no, much but out of but control, if, yeah. you, if you look on any, any social media forum and Pat Donovan puts up something and next thing, all the negative comments go up and it's very difficult to put in a positive comment. 
somebody would put in, I want to visit Ireland. Put up, I want to visit Ireland. And next thing they say, well, don't go near there. It's only this. And don't go near there. It's only that. It's very difficult to be the one person who will say there is nothing wrong with the place. Come on, we'll make you welcome. There's people, there's adults being bullied like, not of mine, children. Now, I can't understand a child having access to that amount of social media. So that has to be the big problem from, uh, that, uh, that from an outsider. Like, I, think, I think a lot of it is that in some instances, it's a handy form of babysitting and the parents don't want to be the one that will take it away. But so that's the problem. That, that you know, appears to be the problem like across the board. You know, I, I mean, so this was anybody like with a nose in their face like would know that you know, what the, the, the friend and how it developed like into the, the monster that he now is. And it is a monster. And, and it, it doesn't. And, and, and this, like, as you said, rightly so, four and five year old kids are able yep. to, you know, are able to access it. But surely there has to be a, uh, a parental uh, involvement. They have to say, well, then you have the, the if everyone has it in school, I have to have it. And, you know, it's, so this is the, this is, is what's, what's happening. You can doubt the conversation is finished. Everything is that you go into any, any bar, any restaurant, any place you go, and you see six or seven people at a table and they're all into their phones. They're looking at this and what they're doing. So they must be doing nothing. I, I've heard of cases where there's WhatsApp groups with certain classes in the school. And the teachers are nearly being bullied on that WhatsApp group. You know? I'll continue on what you were saying there. I was at Mass in uh, in Ratke last Sunday and there was two women in front of me with two mobile ch- children yeah. about two years of age. And the children had the two mobile phones in their hand and they were watching all kinds of games flying pop, bang, pop, bang. Yeah. <laughs> now, we'll hold that there and... We have three minutes left. I think Jason is out, right? Mm. And this is a quick comment. We want no names, obviously, or we'll be all shot dead. What are the panel's opinions, Michael Conway? I think you're trying to take me to the cleaners, Michael Conway and Croke. What are the panel's opinions on reports of a former GA staff at the centre of a fraud investigation where the person in question told a number of individuals lies that he needed cancer treatment in the USA? They reports he collected nearly one million yours from this scam, Michael Conway in Croke. That is what is published in the papers. We don't want any names. There's names flying around, so we want no names. But as I said earlier myself and said it today as well, I'm very sorry, sorry, and sad to hear that somebody would get into that situation. Yeah, look, I suppose um, some people go down a rabbit hole that they can't get themselves out of, but then there has to be consequences because anyone who's in a position of influence like that that uses that particular thing um you know uh, obviously there has to there has to be consequences at the end of it not much else we can say if it's an ongoing investigation but you know I suppose like we're even seeing it with the case over in England at the moment with the missing woman Nicola Bully there's probably too much public comment on things as yes. they happen that's and the lady who the thing fell into the river yes yeah, yeah there, there's all sorts of people going out there on their social media and doing their own investigation and you know it's 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 ridiculous and I suppose really you have to be careful not to make a media circus of things and and let uh, things come to their, yeah, their legal think, conclusion yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, let us, we, we don't know the facts. 
Yeah. All we know is hearsay. We know if it's printed the paper. Some nights we criticise the paper that it's not printing facts. So therefore, why this time? Hopefully, hopefully that other people and all people will learn lessons from those things. Thomas was really yeah. Well, that's what you know. It's sad, that, like you see people going down that bo- that, that, that route. But like everything else, the individual. I mean, he's well known, and uh, the point about he's got high profile, and he's got high profile in the media, national, local, and both in TV and and all that. So, like you often wonder about all these 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 profile issues, and if we look at the history of our of our profiles. Uh, profiles on our national TVs and we can see that we have a lot of people who got very an awful lot of praise and a lot of real publicity mm. at the end of the day they were kind it's of it's easy to get up there but it's more difficult to stay up there yeah. I suppose that's the story of life so my sincere thanks to Jason Smith for doing a fine job in Violin the Kittle for Carmel's beautiful buns and thanks to Carmel for the beautiful buns and cakes I'm still licking my lips a little, little bit too rich though Carmel I thought myself now personally speaking and put more and lemon in the next day and, and my time Thanks to Diane Nolan and Tom Ryan, of course. Well, I want to say, Pat, before we finish, a happy Valentine's Day to my to my most beautiful girlfriend, Polly. I hope you brought her in a good big bunch of flowers, Tom. And Polly, I wish you all the very best for the for the new year and. We'll talk to you soon. And if you miss the flowers, Polly, he'll bring you in the chocolate instead. So, folks, that's it for me. Until next week, take care. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Westlandwick 102 FM on the 15th of February 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Carmel Ryan and Diane Nolan joined Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. <music> County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie.